Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are here today to enjoy this beautiful day with me and talk about some things that we should talk about. So today's topic is managing stress and anxiety. And I can always tell like how popular these episodes are going to be based on the way that they're interacted with on social media when I post it or the messages that I get. And I know that there are a lot of you that are very interested in this episode. One of the reasons is because we all suffer from this. I don't think that there's anybody listening that can say that they have never suffered stress or anxiety. Actually, I'd be surprised if any of you could say that you go through your day without suffering from any stress or anxiety. It's just something that seems to be common with us, normal with people in general, but sometimes it can get unhealthy. There's levels where we just have to say, I can't keep up with this level of anxiety or stress anymore, and we have to take control of it ourselves. So that's more what this episode is about today. It's about those times where your stress and anxiety is out of control and you don't know what to do. One of the things that I've really come to realize as I've gotten older, and I don't know how I didn't see this when I was younger, is that there is no one that has control over me except for me. There is no one that controls my emotions, how I react to things other than me. The outside sources, they can do whatever they want. They can be whatever they want. But the only person that can react to them a certain way and affect me is me. So through that, I have really learned some good stress management techniques. I grew up in a family that uh, everybody had really bad anxiety and stress. My mother and my grandmother both were, I think my aunt too, addicted to an anti-anxiety medication called Ativan. When my gra- when I started taking care of my grandmother, when it was about 2010, she was so addicted to the Ativan that they could, she was in the hospital and they didn't give it to her. And she went through these serious withdrawals. It was just absolutely horrible. My mother was the same way. She needed her Ativan and be, I've, I've talked about my mom before and how she was. And one of the things that she would do when she would see me get anxious as I got older was here, have an Ativan, put this in your mouth. There was one time where a fire erupted uh, behind our, our home. And the very first thing she did was put an Ativan in my mouth. And then I was like 16 years old, maybe. So I grew up thinking that that's how you controlled anxiety, that you took a pill and it made the anxiety go away. Whenever I would fly when I was younger, I would take an Ativan. I wasn't addicted to it at all like my family was. But I think that if I wouldn't have discovered more natural solutions that at this point in my life, yeah, I probably would be because actually this kind of stuff is hereditary. Anxiety, that is hereditary. Research has shown that genetics can absolutely play a role in predisposing some people to these certain anxiety disorders. So if you have a family history of anxiety, you might be at a slightly higher risk of developing some one yourself. However, that's just one piece of the puzzle here, the genetics. 
I believe even more so that it is the environmental factors, such as our upbringing, our life experiences, exposures to stressors, those things, what we learned watching our parents, what I learned watching my mom and my grandma absolutely played a role as I grew up. And those were all really bad habits that I had to fix myself. But watching them do that, it was an environmental factor that then made me become very anxious and nervous about everything. So let's see. So let's talk a little bit about what stress and anxiety can do to your body, first of all, because I think that there's a lot of times that we forget just how much of a role the two play together. So what I mean by that is your body and your mind work together. And if one isn't feeling well, then most likely the other one isn't going to feel well either. This is something else that I wish that I would have known when I was younger, because I would get such bad anxiety that I would physically make myself sick and then think that I was dying from some weird disease like rabies or cancer. No joke. Like I could get myself worked up to into a frenzy and then physically feel the symptoms of whatever it was that I was worried about that I had. So let's talk a little bit about this. First of all, here's some physical symptoms of major stress and anxiety. Increased heart rate or heart palpitations, rapid breathing or shortness of breath, which first of all, if you have that rapid breathing or or you're short of breath, that is going to make you very anxious. And that's one of the biggest things to learn how to control is your breathing when you get anxious. Sometimes I will start to feel like a little bit of a panic attack coming on or the anxiety coming on. And I'll start to notice that I'm I'm dizzy and I have a little bit of vertigo. And then I ask myself, okay, well, what is it that I know I, ha- I have the anxiety, but what is it that I'm doing that's causing the vertigo? And I realize I'm not breathing. I'm taking such shallow breaths that it's making me anxious in different ways, but it's also making me take these really small breaths, what is making me not feel well. So we have to slow down and take those deep breaths when we're feeling that anxiety. Muscle tension and muscle aches. This is something I learned myself big time over the last month or so. And let me explain. So I have in the past, I've had a lot of health issues. I have IBS, I have migraines, I have a thyroid issue, the list could go on and on. There was a doctor many years ago that diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. And I was like, no, mm -mm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Because then I thought I might have an excuse to, you know, fall into this pattern or whatever. Um, And I worked really hard on myself to figure things out more naturally. And what I mean by that is controlling my anxiety and stress. And I didn't have body aches anymore. My body aches went away after my spiritual awakening and learning how to do this. Um, But within the last month, life has been so stressful because I've talked about we're going through a move. We just moved our daughter to college. There's a whole bunch of things going on. But I have been so stressed that I felt that fibromyalgia kick in. I felt it kick in in the, the pressure points that they say I um, it hurt to put clothes on. My wrists hurt. Everything was achy. Like I could go through the whole list of of fibromyalgia uh, symptoms and it was like, whoa, one after the other after the other where it's normally not like that. And so I recognized that my stress was causing those fibromyalgia symptoms. And one of them absolutely was muscle tension and muscle aches. I felt like I had the flu and I did not have the flu. It was just very much from the stress that my body was undergoing. Because even for me, 
going through all of this, going through a spiritual awakening and learning how to kind of manage this stuff, it doesn't mean that I don't have my times where I can let it get too much for me to handle too. And that's absolutely what's been going on. And like the last few days, I've really, really been working about on this. And that's why I wanted to do this as an episode. But anyways, so if you are feeling really tense and nervous and you have like muscle tension, muscle aches, it, try and relax. Because I do recognize too that I keep my shoulders up by my ears when I have a lot of tension and my jaw locked and then I'll have jaw pain and shoulder pain. So it's important when you're feeling these things to try and relax all of those muscles, especially in your shoulders and in your face. Relaxing your face muscles will help to prevent the next symptom of anxiety, and that is headaches or migraines. I had no idea what was causing my migraines. I knew that they were hereditary. I still get them, but I do take a preventative injection now, so they're not as bad. But I recognize now that a lot of my migraines in the past could have been avoided if I would have looked at certain things in my life and stress was one of them. When I would get really, really super stressed about something, absolutely the migraines and the headaches would come on. Even now, I don't have to take migraine medication like the rescue medication anymore because of the preventative unless I'm really, really stressed or I'm like surrounded by a whole bunch of my triggers. And this last month, I've had to take two migraine pills, which is a lot for me. That tells me that I'm under a lot of stress and need to relax. And I wish that I would have recognized that earlier. So again, if you have migraines, if you have headaches and you're like, yeah, I have so much stress and anxiety, well, look at what the... The, the what might be going on here, how they might be related to each other, because they definitely can be. Digestive issues like stomach aches, nausea, diarrhea, these are all things that our body will do when we are too stressed. This is something as a child that I recognized all the time that there were certain things that could just trigger me to run to the bathroom. Even now, um, that can happen. And I noticed that like with a lot of people, especially if you have like irritable bowel syndrome and then your stress like triggers that, that your stomach will be involved with all of this stress that's going on. And so that's another indicator for me when my stomach, when my IBS acts up, that it could absolutely be my stress. It might also be what I'm eating, but the stress is definitely something to look at when you're having digestive issues. You might also notice that you're sweaty or your hands are clammy or, you know, all of a sudden you just feel like, I don't even know how to explain it, where you just get hot, like a hot flash all of a sudden. Um, that's kind of happens to me sometimes when uh, the anxiety attacks are coming on that all of a sudden I just feel this flesh feeling over me and this sense of dread and and those things can come along with the sweaty and the clammy hands. Fatigue and low energy, of course, if you're stressed, your body is working off of that stress. So it doesn't have the energy to keep up with the things that you might normally do. That's another thing that I've noticed over like the last month was that I normally have a lot of energy. Like you can tell right now, I have a lot of energy. This has been a good morning. It's actually been stressful. Believe it or not, it's been a stressful morning. But the way that I've been dealing with the stress, I actually feel good and I have a lot of energy. But I, on the days where I'm really, really stressed and I'm experiencing a lot of these other physical symptoms, I definitely feel like my energy is so low. Um, there were a couple of days within the last month where I literally just couldn't do anything. I just couldn't function. I just was like, that's it. I'm checking out. I'm just, you know, going to whatever. And there's just nothing left. And that's okay. These things happen. But it is definitely helpful for us to learn how to manage these things when they happen. 
Something else you might notice when you have a lot of anxiety and stress is changes in your appetite or your weight. Oh my gosh, this is something that I have definitely had to learn to control over over the years is the yo-yo dieting with the stress and anxiety. When my mom died, when I went through my divorce, there were a couple of other times where my weight just ballooned up because I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. It was like, I'm just going to eat whatever because I can't think about it. My stress and anxiety, I just, it made me feel better to eat and eat. And then I would gain a lot of weight. Sometimes I notice now I go the opposite direction. When I'm really stressed, I, I can't eat. It like physically makes me sick to even think about eating. So those things can have an impact on us as well on our on our appetite. And of course, sleep disturbances. I think this is probably one of the most common ones that I hear from people is that they have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep because of the stress and anxiety going on in their lives. And I get this. I absolutely get this. I used to be a major offender on waking up in the middle of the night and just letting my problems take over. Just, you know, totally letting them just do what they were going to do and keep me up for hours. And it actually on Monday, is it Monday? Well, whatever. Yeah. Monday, I believe my sister was here and um, she stayed here when we went to San Francisco to drop our daughter off. And I started asking her like, you know, how'd you sleep last night? Um, because we were all up at four 30. It was really weird. Like everybody woke up at four 30. And so I asked her, you know, like, did you go back to sleep? Okay. Or were you thinking about everything? Because for me, I started thinking about things and then I had to like stop myself. And she was like, no, you know what? I actually told myself that it's not worth it right now that I can worry about this when I wake up. And I, I was like, okay, the universe just spoke through her because that's always what I say is that I don't need to worry about this right now. I can worry about it when I wake up, which is still a horrible way of thinking, isn't it? Because it's like, ooh, do you really want to think about it when you wake up? Do you really want to worry about it when you wake up? But the concept of it is actually very powerful. If you are one of these people that has a hard time with this, I would suggest that. I would suggest telling yourself, reminding yourself, it doesn't matter right now. There's absolutely nothing I can do about the things that I'm worrying about right now. My sleep is way more important because if I don't get the proper sleep, then I'm not going to feel well and I'm not going to be able to do the next day like I would want to. So telling ourselves those things does help. Other things that I have found to help is taking my mind off of it, like completely distracting it, kind of like a form of meditation. But I, I will do different things like the alphabet game where I will do girls' names from A to Z, boys' names from A to Z, or I'll rotate like A is girl, B is boy, and so on. Most of the time, I do not get past like N uh, and I'm asleep. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes if I'm really stressed, it's it's kind of funny. I'll get to a letter and that letter will remind me of someone. Like, unfortunately, I, I have an aunt. Her name's Carol. She's causing a lot of stress in my life right now. So if I go, you know, A, B, and then C for Carol, and then my stress like skyrockets. So we have to kind of control ourselves and not to do that. These are all mind games that we kind of have to play with ourselves, where we have to learn how to be more in control of our own minds. Because if we allow ourselves to, we can absolutely spiral with this stress and anxiety. We can keep ourselves up at night. We can make ourselves sick in so many different ways, physically and emotionally and behaviorally. Okay, that's not a word, but you know what I mean. So we really have to look at these things and how to work on our stress, how to learn to adapt better to stressful situations and all of that. So I still want to talk 
a little bit about the symptoms that we have when we have um, stress and anxiety. You know what? We have a few minutes. So let's just go over these real quick. So emo- some emotional symptoms of stress and anxiety, feeling overwhelmed or out of control, restlessness or irritability, excessive worry or fear, racing thoughts, difficulty concentrating or making decisions, mood swings, feeling on edge or easily startled, and a sense of impending doom. So those are all emotional symptoms. And then let's talk about behavioral symptoms. Avoiding situations that trigger anxiety, social withdrawal or isolation, procrastination or difficulty starting tasks, nail biting, fidgeting, or other nervous symptom habits, another other nervous habits, excessive checking or reassurance, seeking behaviors, changes in speech, such as talking faster or stuttering, trouble relaxing or sitting still. And those aren't even all of the symptoms, but those are a lot. And if you were listening to those lists and you said, man, I have a lot of those, whether it's right now or, or the recent past or whatever, if you, if you acknowledge these things within yourself, then come back after the break and let's talk about how we deal with this, how not just with ourselves that we can learn to change our brains, but also how we can turn to the universe to help us with this too, because my spiritual awakening definitely changed my outlook on stress and anxiety. So let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we will talk about all those things. Stay tuned, friends. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888 
888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, friends. Today, we are talking about managing stress and anxiety. And if there's anyone that would like to call in and talk about this, talk about your own stress and anxiety, or even get a reading, I would love to talk to you. So give a call to 888-346-9141, and we can do a reading or whatever you would like. Before we get into some things that we can do to better manage our anxiety, I want to talk a little bit more about how the stress and anxiety affects our bodies, because I really don't think that we understand just how serious this is. My grandmother was one of the most stressed out people I've ever seen. She was always worried about multiple things. Everybody at any moment, you could say, what are you worried about? And she would just rattle off a whole bunch of things. Oh, this person and that and this and that and this and that. My grandmother had mm, two heart attacks and we don't even know how many strokes. Couldn't tell you there were that many um, because of the things that she did to her body based on stress. And I know that there might have been some other things. Of course, it's hereditary. But my grandmother was one of the most physically healthy people that I knew. She ate nothing but like fish and turkey and and like things that are good for you. She didn't eat junk food at all until she got older. And then I fed her junk food because, you know, she should enjoy it. But when she was younger, she was so health conscious that she didn't eat any of those things. She took really good care of herself and her body. She didn't put chemicals in her body. She didn't use regular deodorant and stuff like that. She used things that didn't have chemicals. So her body wasn't really the problem. It was that her mind turned her body into the problem. And I watched this happen with her. I watched how miserable she was. And I don't want to be like that. I, I have been like that, not to that extreme. But when I was younger, I was very much like that. And as I've gotten older, I really have found I just want to be happy. Peace is the most important thing in my life. So learning how to manage my stress and anxiety has been very important. It has helped, like I said, with a lot of the physical symptoms. Some of the physical things that you can see from stress and anxiety, like if you have certain um, diseases or or things like that, your diabetes might get worse when you're stressed out. You might have more, like if you have an autoimmune issue, you might see your autoimmune thing flaring up. Like I said, fibromyalgia, depression. If you are prone to depression, your depression will most likely get worse in times of stress and anxiety. And one of the ones that affects me is shingles. And this is interesting um, because shingles, if, if you've never had it, it's very painful. Uh, and they tell you it happens at stressful times in your life. So I think the first time I broke out with shingles, I was in my late 30s and I was very, very stressed in my life. And um, I remember my mom and my grandma both always telling me I broke out in shingles again. And I was like, how'd you break out in shingles again? Like you get it once like chicken pox and then you never get it again. No, I was so wrong. And that was one of those things that it's like, ooh, karma kind of came back because I had the shingles once and it never left my system. So now if I get really stressed, a lot of times I will start to feel this, the shingles symptoms come on. Um, my neck will start to ache where the rash breaks out 
my body starts to ache, different things. Like even through what I've been going through, when I feel my body get like that, I will start taking antivirals to make sure that it knocks, if it is the shingles, that it's going to knock it out. So that's definitely something that you might notice if you, you have a lot of stress and anxiety and you've had the shingles before that they come back when you are stressed again, especially majorly stressed. Um, it weakens your immune system. The stress can really, really weaken your immune system. So if you're totally stressed all the time and then you like, let's say that you go to on an airplane, okay, and you sit next to somebody that you know that doesn't have the level of stress that you do and somebody else on that plane is sick, <clears throat> you know, cough and sneeze and all that stuff, you're more likely to get sick than that person that doesn't have all that stress and anxiety because the stress and anxiety weakens our immune systems. So we definitely have to be conscious of that. There's also, um, if you've ever heard of Dolores Cannon, she has daughter Julia Cannon and Julia Cannon is very into healing yourself naturally that everything in our body that we notice is related to something external. Uh, if you're healthy and, and Dolores Cannon said this too, if you're feeling good and your vibration is high, then you're not going to get sick. Um, that is really how I believe that this works. And I feel like if our vibration is high enough, we can combat just about anything physically. But if our vibration is low, meaning if we're negative all the time and constantly thinking negative, then it brings on all of these other things that we just can't fight off. So it is really, really important for us to learn how to take control of the stress in our lives, whatever that means. And I know that a lot of you are probably sitting there going, I, don't, I can't, I don't know how the stress gets out of control. And you know what? I used to be one of them. I would sit down and I would think, okay, uh, people say that the deep breathing and the meditation is very, very helpful for panic attacks and you know stress and anxiety. And I would sit there and I would try to do like the deep breathing, you know, in and out. And, but my mind was still not getting it. It wasn't getting it because I wasn't doing the deep enough breaths. I wasn't exhaling properly, letting it out, letting it go. And so it wasn't working. But what I learned is this too is also very mental that if you sit there and you're taking deep breaths, but you're thinking this isn't working, this isn't working. Well, no, it's not. You have to take a few minutes to allow it to work, to say, okay, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to put my all into the deep breathing, the meditation, whatever. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I'll tell you what, if you do that, after even just a few deep breaths, you're going to feel better. You really are. It's just the way that the body works. It's like our natural relaxation to take those deep breaths. So I have a lot of like little fears that I grew up with that I have tried to really combat through after my spiritual awakening, because I don't want to be that way anymore. Like, I don't want to, like, for example, um, my husband and I went to see the Rolling Stones at SoFi Stadium here in Southern California. And SoFi Stadium is huge. It is a huge stadium. And I like to be inside. There's something about being outside and like in a big place like that, that freaks me out for whatever reason. Um, I tried so hard during that show to keep my stress level down, to take the deep breaths. There was one point where I, I was like, I'm going to go in the bathroom and I'm just going to sit and I'm going to do my deep breathing. And it really did help. And I can tell, like for me, I can tell when I need it, when I start to get that vertigo, like what I was talking about earlier, that will absolutely do it. And it really, really is about your thoughts. Uh, another uh, instance that I've had, this was just a few days ago. 
when we took our daughter to San Francisco to go to school. I'm terrified of the Bay Bridge. And this was only the second time that I was going to be crossing the, the Bay Bridge. I don't have the problem with the San Francisco or the, the Golden Gate Bridge because it's not double-decker. The Bay Bridge is double-decker. And if you're old enough to remember this, there was an earthquake. I want to say it was the late 80s, early 90s, where this particular bridge collapsed during an earthquake. And it's terrified me ever since. So I'm trying to get all over all of these things. And so we get to the bridge and there is major, major traffic. Like you have to go through this thing where it takes a picture of your license plate so that they can send you an invoice because they charge you for this. Right. So backing, going back, like it was like a half hour traffic backed up there. So, and I'm looking at the traffic ahead of us going, there's traffic on the bridge. I don't want to be stuck in traffic on the bridge. I couldn't remember if we were going above or underneath, but I did not want to be in traffic on that bridge. But I told myself, I don't want to stress out anybody else in this car because this is supposed to be a happy day. So I'm not going to do that. So I took it upon myself to just take some deep breaths. And I asked myself, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, the worst that's going to happen is there's an earthquake while you're on the bridge, which really like, what's the probability of that happening? Like if that, and if that's the way I'm supposed to go, then that's the way I'm supposed to go. Right. So I talk to myself and I tell myself, it's going to be okay. You don't have anything to worry about. This is an old fear. You need to get over it. You'll feel better once you're over it. But I did ask the universe for something to help me. I asked for um, somehow for traffic to be cleared on the bridge so that we were not stopped on that double decker part that we could just keep going. And it happened. And it was so crazy the way that it happened. When we first started moving after they take the picture of your license plate, things were moving really slow. And all of a sudden, all of these motorcycles started coming up from behind us. It, I don't even know how many there were. I want to say over a hundred. There were so many and all these guys are doing wheelies and everything. And then once they all get in front of the cars, they stop the cars before the double-decker part of the bridge, and they start putting on a show. And we're stopped there. I don't know. I'm going to say 10 minutes. Maybe that's too much. But it seemed like it was a long time. It was long enough that people started honking because they're like, okay, enough of this. But as soon as we started moving, I realized that we started moving and we didn't stop. There was no more traffic on the bridge where we were when that happened with the motorcycle guys. It was not a scary place for me at all. I was okay at this point. It was where we were headed. These motorcycle guys, I felt like were sent from the universe to help us. And what's funny is that Marina, our daughter, she recognized it as a message from her uncle because he rode those types of motorcycles. And so she was like, oh my gosh, that's that's a, a welcome from my uncle Bonbon, you know, uh, welcome to San Francisco. And here I am going, oh my gosh, they just they just moved the traffic. So I didn't have to freak out over it. But I would have been okay, but the universe did come in and help. And I think when we start to do these things, the universe does really want to help. When we're sitting there not trying, when we're all anxious and freaking out and you know doing all these things, the universe can't get through to us. It can't help us the way that it's supposed to. So I really feel like that was a good job for both me and Marina. Good job for you coming and following your dreams and being here in San Francisco. And then good job to me for not stressing myself out, not stressing out anybody in the car. Nobody in the car knew what was going on until later on when I told them, um, because I don't want anybody else to stress, you know, but these things they do, they really, really help us to learn how to handle our stress. Um, 
talking kindly to ourselves is really something that not a lot of people do. When we get stressed out, we get down on ourselves or we're mean to ourselves and that does not make the situation any better. So it really is about learning how to talk positively to ourselves. And one of the ways that we can learn to do that is through mindfulness. And I have done episodes on mindfulness in the past. Um, So you might want to look back through the episodes and see uh, that mindfulness episode. But real quick, what it is, is basically just paying attention to everything that's around you, being grateful for the things that are around you, like, um, you know, the rain, instead of it being an inconvenience, it's, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. We needed this rain, you know, the the mindfulness of it. This is uh, whatever you want to say about the rain. That's just one example, but just little things about mindfulness, the beautiful flowers that are growing, uh, anything seeing those things and reminding ourselves of how grateful we are and how happy we are to have those things in our lives. It helps us to think more positively, to feel more positively, having gratitude for the things that we have. Instead of having that lack mentality, thinking with positivity and, you know, that then it totally changes the way that we will feel things and the way that we will process things and the way that we will look at things. Uh, One of the major things that I feel is important when it comes to changing stress in our life is the people that we surround ourselves with. When I went through my spiritual awakening and I started working on all of this stuff, I noticed that the universe started pushing people out of my life that were low vibration or negative, people that made me feel down about myself, people that gave me more anxiety because those people were like like a weight. They were weighing me down. And I wasn't real sure at that point in the beginning of my spiritual journey just yet of how to release that, how to meditate that away. So I didn't, I I didn't know. So people started leaving my life and new people started coming in, higher vibrational people, people that made me feel good about myself, that showed me that there were other ways to do this life than just feeling negative all the time and showing me that there are positive people out there. So it's really important to surround yourself with those people that make you feel good about yourself. Those low vibrational people, they, it sucks the energy. They can be very much uh, energy vampires. And if you're combating somebody else's energy, how are you supposed to keep your own anxiety and, you know, at, at a good level, if somebody's always dragging you down and making you feel anxious, but that. I think from what I've seen with people is one of the harder things is learning to let go of the unhealthy people in your life. And I'm not just talking about like friends. I'm talking about family too. Like if you have a parent that just weighs you down and is just miserable to talk to, you don't have to tolerate that. You don't have to live like that. You you control what is acceptable in your life. And if you say, I'm not going to allow people to talk to me like that anymore, or I'm not going to allow people to treat me like that anymore, then you're laying down boundaries and boundaries are very healthy. And that's very important. It's something that I've had a hard time learning myself is that I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I definitely don't want to tell somebody you're low vibrational and I don't want to be around you. But Uh, you know, there's, I guess, more tactful ways of saying that, but you don't have to be around those people just because you feel like you have to be, or you feel some kind of pressure because it really, this life is your life and the body that your, that your soul is in 
is the body that you have to carry around and you have to take care of and make feel healthy, not just physically, but emotionally as well. And when all of these people are dragging you down, it makes it so much worse. So that's definitely something to put focus on as hard as it may be, is just learning to surround yourself with positive people. Uh, Let's see, let's go ahead and take our break because I want to get into the next part of things. And that is how spirituality can play a role in managing and alleviating stress. It definitely has helped me in my life and I want to help all of you to explore that even more. So let's go ahead and take our break, friends. We will be right back after this brief message. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. At Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back. To Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, friends. Today, we are talking about managing stress and anxiety. And now I'd like to talk more about how spirituality can play a part in learning how to manage your stress and anxiety. As I had mentioned before my spiritual awakening, my stress level was much, much, much higher. I even said to my husband last night, if I didn't have my faith in the universe, I would be a complete basket case right now. Like, I know my stress level is higher now than it normally is, but I am in no way, shape, or form as stressed out 
as I would have been five years ago if I was going through all of this. The universe has brought that to a level where it is more manageable for me when it happens. But I still have to remind myself in these moments of all of the things that I have been taught spiritually. When I start to get really down and the anxiety kicks in and all that, I have to pull myself out of that and say, you need to look at this. You need to look at life spiritually, the way that things were before, the way that they are now. And I can tell you that if you work on these things, you will definitely help your anxiety and stress in the long run. It's not going to make life perfect. That's just never going to happen. We are always going to have some kind of stress or anxiety. It's just how we choose to look at it. So one of the things that helped me, I feel like uh, spiritually to learn how to do this was finding a meaning and purpose in my life. Before my spiritual awakening, I really didn't know what my purpose was. I really didn't even know why I was here. I had no idea. Uh, It just kind of seemed like, okay, this is the way it is. But after the spiritual awakening, I realized I'm here to do this. I'm here to be a professional psychic medium, an animal communicator, and do the radio shows and the TV shows and do whatever I can to help, to be that light worker that everybody needs. And also finding the meaning in my own life, finding what I'm here for, for myself, not just my purpose for other people, but my meaning for myself. What am I here for? And I think that this is very universal for for a lot of us, if not all of us, is we are here to learn. We are here to learn lessons, to to pay off karma, to do all of those things that the universe sends us here to do. And when you start to realize that your life can be better based on how you handle these things, finding the meaning in your life, then you really want to. You really want to work on those things. I understand that most of these things that are happening in my life right now are tests and I am I am learning. And so that helps me in the midst of these moments to go, okay, well, um, something's going to come of this because I am learning something. Or like if things aren't going my way and it feels like, well, there's maybe there's something that I'm not seeing here. It's taught me to slow down and take a look at those things and see meaning in absolutely everything because nothing is random. Nothing is, you know, coincidence. It's all happening for a reason. There's meaning to everything. So if we stop and look at all those things, it does help to relieve some of that stress and anxiety about where life might be headed or what you're actually here for. And once I really felt like once I realized what I was here for, that life started moving much smoother because I was able to focus on that. So if you haven't figured out what your purpose is yet, I would focus on that. I would try and work on figuring that out and also looking at the meaning of your life from your standpoint. What are you here for for yourself? What are you here to learn with other people, just by yourself, whatever it might be? Also, spirituality can help you learn coping mechanisms when it comes to stress and anxiety. We've talked about some of these already, but these are things like prayer, meditation, mindfulness. These can all offer you things to help with your stress. Uh, When, Like I mentioned, I, I go into like a very short, deep breathing meditation if I'm out and I'm feeling anxious. So these are the types of things that will help us to learn how to meditate Um, is very, very helpful. It's not as hard as what people think. It's not about sitting in the same spot and going "Mm," for a half hour. It's not. It's about relaxing your mind, letting go of those human thoughts 
and just allowing your mind to relax, whether you do it for 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes. Sometimes it feels so good to me that I'll do it for 20 minutes to a half hour, but it's not necessary. Even just taking that 30 seconds to just calm yourself and take those deep breaths and to have a short meditation will absolutely help you. And manifestation, talking to the universe, telling it what you want. Um, One of the things that I have noticed is that changing our wording is very important after a spiritual awakening and learning how to communicate with the universe. Uh, We don't, they don't like it when we say things like I can't. So for example, I can't handle this. I can't do this anymore. I, those things will come out of my mouth and then I stop and I go, okay, what better can I say? Because that's not true. I can handle this because I've handled worse and I will be okay and it will be fine. Uh, But you have to find different ways of wording those things. You know, universe, please help me to have the strength to do whatever it is I need to do that I feel like is hard for me or that I feel like I can't do. Wording it differently will definitely help to bring different things to you spiritually. The perception shift. Um, So changing the way that you look at things, changing uh, the, the things that you've learned learning how to unlearn them and having a perception change. Um, I sometimes look around when I'm out and I feel like a lot of the people around me are in their own personal hell just based on what they perceive life to be. And life does not have to be like that. It doesn't have to be negative and you know miserable, but there's going to be those those times where life is rough. And it's very, very much about how you look at that. There's two sides of me right now, you know, the daughter going off to college and us moving. There's one side of me that's absolutely terrified of, of her being in a city like San Francisco to begin with and being away from us. And also now us moving to a new place. And it's been, you know, hard to actually find a home there right now. Like there's not a real great selection, but On the other side of things, I am so excited for all of us, for the new adventure. So every day I have to ask myself, what perception, what reality are you going to live in today? Are you going to live in that reality where it's woe is me, I'm scared, I don't know how I'm going to do this, or are you going to live in the reality of this is cool, this is exciting, this is whatever way this goes, this is going to be good, it's going to be fine. I feel like I teeter-totter between both of those, but the universe loves it when we can see those things from a brighter perspective, when we can look at things differently, look at what we're facing differently, the challenges, they all have meaning. All of our challenges have meaning. So the perception shift absolutely is very, very important. Um, A lot of times our anxiety can be because of things that we've done or something that somebody else has done. So we have to learn how to forgive ourselves for things that we have done. I can get anxious over things I've done in the past. I can start thinking about, um, you know, bad things I've done and how could you do that and and replaying them in my head. And then all of a sudden I'm anxious, but uh, that's not healthy. So we have to learn how to forgive ourselves, how to say to ourselves, that's not me now that was me then and I'm a different person now and I have to forgive myself for the things that I did and move on. And also forgiving other people. Even if you never received an apology, it's very freeing to accept the apology you never received, to just let it go. There's too much that it weighs us down from our pasts, from other people, but learning to let go of that, learning to 
give the forgiveness, it really does help us to see things differently because I've really come to realize that everybody has their own damage and trauma and that's how they see their perception. And that's what their perception is, is based on their trauma. So they see things that way. So people aren't going to see the things the same way that you do. So when somebody does something to you or, you know, whatever, the forgiveness I find in myself saying, you know, not that they don't mean it or they can't help themselves, but that, you know, it's not basically directed at me or whatever it is that I can find to say, I forgive this person and I'm going to let it go because it will keep that anxiety inside. Like even like, like with your spouse, for example, um, one of the things that I've really tried to make a change with is like when there is an argument or there is something that happens, even if it's just a little, you know, type of cat fight there for a moment is letting it go, not, keeping it holding on to it all day because I used to do that like even if there was an apology I would sit there and be like rah, 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 this just happened rah, rah. now I don't do that now it's like okay let it go that's behind us not going to do the you know whatever and that really helps to move on it's when you get stuck in those thoughts and trapped in those thoughts and not letting it go that it spirals out of control and it changes your your anxiety level and your stress level I had mentioned to focusing on gratitude. This is very important. Just looking at life's little blessings, just looking at, you know, what the universe has given us already, what, because everything is not going to be perfect. It's not, we're not always going to have everything that we want, but having gratitude for the little things like going to San Francisco. Oh my gosh, that city is crazy. And I just drive around there going, oh, I'm so grateful for my life. Like, I'm so grateful that I'm not homeless on the streets of San Francisco, that I don't have mental health issues like a lot of these people, that I don't have drug issues like a lot of these people. I'm so, so, so grateful. I'm so grateful that I I turned my own life around because a lot of these people, they probably have a lot of childhood trauma and things, and that's what's pushed them to the life that they have. But when we try and, you know, fix that and don't look at it as an excuse to do these things, to do hard drugs, to, you know, not live the life that we're supposed to live. And we see the gratitude in everything. It absolutely changes us. It it makes us see things differently. Um, talking to somebody about these things, talking to spiritual people, uh, it, it, seeing a therapist is always great. But sometimes for me, a spirit uh, therapists, just regular therapists, they don't see things the way that I do spiritually. So coming to somebody like myself, you know, I am a psychic, but I'm also also a spiritual counselor. So any of these things that you're dealing with, I can try and help you with. So, for example, if you're having a very bad, stressful situation and you need some clarity on it, then I can give you the insight, not just on what's coming forward for you, but deliver those messages from the universe. And those messages are so important. I'm looking back through, like I've I've said before, I get um, readings from other psychics and going back through those and a very common thing in them was that a lot of my anxiety is caused by not being able to let go of past losses, financial losses, things that I feel I should have done differently and haven't. Uh, and that's just really, really holding me back, you know, to constantly sit in that spot. It's just 
holding me back. And so we have to, um, you know, look at the universe and look at all of these things. And I lost my train of thought, but that's okay. Cause we're almost out of time, but I hope, oh yeah, I was talking about spiritual counseling. So if I can help with any, with any of that for anybody, um, you can find me Samantha Jones, psychic medium.com. Send me an email beyond the bridge 11 at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to help you more than happy to bring to light some things that are going on that, you know, you might not see that the universe might want to say through me, because I know that those other psychics have helped me, especially now when I look back and I read the readings and I go, you know what? They were right. I am holding on to past losses too much. And so I'm working on letting that go and that's helping my anxiety. So if I can be of help to anybody, you know where to find me now. I'm also here every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you can find me here. And uh, I do free readings here. Right now, I'm taking a little bit of a break from my free reading group and from some of the things that I was doing, like teaching classes and um, my blog, just briefly while we go through this transition in our life. So if you want a free reading, the best place to get it is here. So keep that in mind for future weeks until I get back to the free reading group. All right. Well, that's all that we have time for you today, my friends. I really hope that you will take some of these tips that I've given today that something in this hit you and said, whoa, I need to make some changes in my life because my stress and anxiety has way too much control over me. The physical side of things, um, that is huge. Learning to eat properly, sleep well, take better care of yourselves, as cliche as those things may sound. Those things will all help your stress and anxiety level too. So go forward this week and try and put these things into action. Try and look at the stress and the difficulty in your life a little bit differently because again, it is a lot to do with perception and ask the universe, ask the universe for help. What can I do? Ask for signs because it absolutely will give you signs in so many different ways of how to handle your stress. So there we have it, friends. I'm looking forward to meeting you back here next week. Same place, same time. Until then, everyone, I hope that you have a wonderful, stress-free, as much as possible week. Peace and love, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.